0: This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz.
1: Welcome aboard, I'm Adam Ritz. Jay Baker is joining me on the telephone. Hey, Jay, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Adam. Jay, I have uh, something special planned today. Uh, A special guest, Noni Owens, will join us here in a few minutes. Uh, I had the pleasure of speaking with her about healthy dating tips. Um, She is a healthy dating expert and national keynote speaker. She uh, speaks across the country to college audiences about healthy dating. And we're going to feature that conversation here uh, in just a few minutes. But first, I thought we'd uh, jump into some public affairs issues with with Jay and uh, sort of tee up that conversation with Noni with a little, uh, this is the pre-show, this is the warm-up act. It's it's Jay and Adam with a little public affairs pre-show.
2: I like that a lot. You know, she's going to talk about healthy dating. There's a big concern about getting a healthy night's sleep. They estimate that about a third of people. So when you say people, of course we think of a third of America, which is a hundred million people, but p- potentially a third of the people in the world have trouble either falling asleep or staying asleep.
1: That that's a lot of people. I, I wouldn't guess a lot of people. I, I didn't. I wouldn't have guessed the number would have been that high. Um, sleep. Uh, you know, sleeping. I guess, you know, you've got a whole industry f- toward this with uh, sleeping pills or uh, sleep uh, apnea. Uh, you've got sleep uh, hypnosis and therapists that try to get people to sleep. You know, you counting sheep. Uh, how many times have you counted sheep to try to go to sleep? Uh, I didn't know Absolutely. it was that many people uh, had trouble uh, staying asleep or going to sleep.
2: Yeah, they apparently they do. So a couple of sleep specialists in Oxford, England created a thing they called the 15-minute rule for sleep. And let's say you lay down to go to sleep, and at about the 15, 16-minute mark, they recommend that if you haven't fallen asleep is that you get up and do what they say is your regular wind-down routine. And for some people that's reading or uh you know, sitting and watching, uh, you know, a little bit of their favorite program or whatever, because you don't want to just lay in bed and torment yourself that you can't fall asleep. Because eventually, your mind will associate laying in bed with the anxiety of not being able to sleep. <laughs> you are <laughs> you are
1: absolutely describing a night I had about three weeks ago. I, I went to bed. I laid in bed for two hours wide awake and every minute that went by I got more awake and I was associating that torment like you said. Uh, it was almost a self-fulfilling prophecy now that I was not going to go to sleep because I reminded I was reminding myself of not sleeping because I was lying in bed not sleeping. If I would have just gotten up, walked downstairs, got a drink of water, picked up a magazine, read one paragraph of one article and just reset the going to bed process, I would have gone to bed with, uh, I guess from a, from a new perspective, a new point of view, and probably would have fallen asleep definitely faster than, than what I was doing before just laying there staring at the ceiling.
2: Yes. So yeah. So it's known as the 15 minute rule. And if you're armed with that, This can help you uh, either get to sleep or stay asleep. And, you know, this uh, counts, too. Even if this happens in the middle of the night, you're actually a little bit better off getting yourself up. Though the doctors do warn uh, if you get yourself up at night, you probably want to avoid really strong lighting because that tends to Mm -hmm. recycle your system. If the light comes on, your system thinks, hey, I'm up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. And also if it can blind you. I mean, uh, I would assume you, <laughs> yes. you could lose your balance. You could, you know, uh, disorient yourself, lose your balance and fall down the stairs with that bright hallway light on.
2: <laughs> yeah. So bright hallway light uh, off the list. But the 15 minute rule can help you either get or stay asleep.
1: Very interesting. All right. I'm going to remember that and use it. The 15 minute rule when I cannot get to sleep. Um, All right, Jay, we're going to stop here and go into this conversation with Noni Owens, uh, affectionately known as Mom Noni uh, to the hundreds of thousands of college kids that she's worked with. And her, uh, I guess, topic of expertise is healthy dating. So here's my conversation with Noni Owens on healthy dating. The Adam Rich Show is proud to welcome Noni Owens to the program. Hi, Noni. How are you?
0: I am fine, Adam, and happy to be with you today. Uh,
1: A lot of social issues arise when there's a a toxic relationship, uh, especially if you throw in some drugs or alcohol, things can go bad on a Saturday night at midnight. And we're here to talk about the opposite of that, which is a healthy, happy relationship, healthy dating tips. Um, Noni's background, uh, I'll just let her tell the story, is a a national expert, a national keynote speaker, um, and her program what Women Really Want, which is a, a, a program, a presentation you do for college-aged uh, female students to help them get through and navigate their, I guess, dating life through college. Well, is that, did I say that right?
0: Female and male students. I talk to both groups, either okay. separately or together.
1: Okay, so give us the quick background on, on Noni Owens and um, what you do and how you do it.
0: I've been working with college kids now for 25 years, started at Southern Methodist University, then Purdue University, and I was a live-in fraternity house mother at Purdue for nine years. And I used to think when I was in college that only girls hurt until I lived with guys, and I found out that guys hurt too.
1: Really? Hurt emotionally? uh, Is that what you're talking about?
0: And sometimes they can't talk to their buddies about it, but they could talk to me about it. So I did a lot of counseling, and I still do today.
1: Okay, and the uh, program, What Women Really Want, is, uh, I, what is it? Uh, describe how you do that for a, for a workshop, a group of people. How does that work?
0: On my website, the easiest website to go to is momnonicom M-O-M-N-O-N-N-I-E.com. And on the home page, it says resources. And if you push that and go down to handouts, there are 10 handouts. There are relationship tools and um, how to eat properly and things like that. But one of the handouts, it's an acronym, G-I-R-L-S. And it's outlined clearly what women really want. I, I, I created this from experience. I created it from hearing these college students year after year, and it's very simple, G-I-R-L-S. Now, do you want me to tell you what that means?
1: Well, fortunately, I was a C student in the School of Communications, so I've already figured out that it spells girls, so I'm ahead of you. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least I'm on the same page. So, the acronym GIRLS, start with the G.
0: GIFS. GIFS. Girls like gifts. And, and my advice to young men is to listen, listen, what is her favorite color. Listen to the restaurant she likes to go to instead of trying to figure out the night before her birthday, what should I get my girlfriend? You know, listen, what is her her favorite color? What is something she likes? That's the first lesson. But sometimes um, this can be a red flag if a uh, a young lady feels that she needs gifts, I want you to know gifts don't make you happy.
1: Right. Okay.
0: But, but gifts are an important, um, an important element of what girls really want. Okay. The next one is intimacy. And intimacy to me is just being the wind beneath her wings. Lift her up. If she wants to do something, be a cheerleader. I give speeches and Bruce is my best cheerleader in the whole world. I give speeches and before I leave for college he'll say, just break a leg up there, have, have a blast and give these kids wonderful information as opposed to, when are you, quit? When are you going to quit doing this you know, and trying to control me? Um, and
1: Bruce is, uh, is your fabulous husband.
0: He is a very fabulous gift from God, husband. We've been married twelve and a half years, and and he understands. Um, he understands where I'm coming from when I try to give guys this um, this information.
1: Okay. R uh, should I guess? R, uh, re- running, go for a run. Dog together.
0: Well, that would be wonderful. But R, in this case, means relationships. Women like relationships. Guys, you know, they have a good time. But women want to say, well, how'd you feel about our date last night? Or how? They have to have friends. Where guys are just sort of independent. So uh, um, a relationship is very important. But Adam, the biggest element or ingredient of a relationship is trust. And if trust is broken, it can be the end of a relationship. Mm -hmm. If you cross that line or do something um, and the trust is gone, that's not good. So relationships are very important. Remember trust.
1: G-I-R-L. Love. You got it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me. Le le French, le French food, le French restaurant, le, I don't know.
0: Le French restaurant would go back to intimacy because women like soft music and China and crystal and um, linen napkins, that's intimacy. So save the French okay, we're, we're food for on, that. Uh, we're on L.
1: L. We've done I. Intimacy.
0: Yes. Love. Love love is love. All right. Okay. Feeling loved by someone, feeling treasured is the ultimate. Now, some men offer love for sex. Love is not lust. Okay. Love is a powerful word, and it should be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. That's how older men can um, get... And a, these young people, maybe somebody has never been told they're pretty or they have beautiful skin. And so they give love to get sex, and that can be bad.
1: That's a, that's a dead end road.
0: That is very bad. Um, anyway, and the last one is S for Sex. I'm going to tell you before you tell me. Wait,
1: it is? It's yes. S for Sex? Yes.
0: And that makes That's
1: a family radio show. <laughs>
0: Well, <laughs> now see.
1: No, it's healthy. we got to talk about this stuff.
0: Well, that's right. Some men, um, some women give sex for love. The right. men give love for sex. Okay. Maybe if I go to bed with him, he will love me. But sex has definite consequences, and it may be a red flag. It may be a red flag, not a green light. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it may be a red flag. But the bottom line is your choices to have sex are your responsibility. Your choices. Um, they're your responsibility. L- sex is the ultimate expression of love, and, but it can be misinterpreted, and that's what I mean by that.
1: And uh, it can lead to a lot of consequences. Heartbreaks. Um, yes.
0: Heartbreaks. Unwanted
1: pregnancies. Yes. Um, Uh, health issues, diseases, um, there's a lot of consequences involved with uh, sex. And, you know, at a young age, uh, with healthy dating, I mean, you really got to know what you're getting into.
0: Absolutely. I'm in agreement.
1: Noni Owens is our guest, affectionately known as Mom Noni to hundreds of thousands of people. She's been speaking on college campuses coast to coast now for nearly 30 years. The website is momnoni.com. She is a um, healthy dating expert and has a a world-class presentation known as What women really want. And uh, let's get another little nugget of information here from Mom Noni uh, explaining, at least for me, how I can have a healthy relationship. What do you got?
0: Well, if you have four elements of a balanced relationship, you're in good shape. For instance, if you're sitting in a chair and the chair has four legs, you could be balanced. As soon as you saw one of the legs off, you're going to become off balance. Boom. Okay. Okay. So the four um, are emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual. Now, a great acronym for that, Adam, is EPMS, extreme PMS. That's how you remember it. <laughs> okay. Emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual. An emotional element is just security, feeling safe around someone when you explain your feelings instead of having someone trying to control you. If you feel uncomfortable and you say, I feel uncomfortable, well, you shouldn't feel that way, and and you let that person control you emotionally, you're giving them the reins to control you, and that's not good. Um, Feeling secure with people and just clear communication. The next one is physical, and I'm talking about energy, Um, something like eating right, exercising, Touching someone, eye-to-eye contact, that is very important in a balanced relationship. I'm not talking about having sex because that's not my business, and if someone chooses to have sex, they may have possible consequences. But I'm just, you can put your, if someone is upset, just hugging them can be a wonderful Mm -hmm. part of the physical element. And the next one is mental Mental, appreciating and um, affirming a person and just accepting them the way the person is. That's very important. So listening, um, reading books and understanding. So mental, that's all part of um, the mental element. And the last one is spiritual, which is guidance. I'm not so much talking about religion right now, but I'm talking more about a relationship, um, hopefully with a higher power, with meditation and uh, prayer, and just, it'll help you feel safe and feel balanced. I had one girl approach me after a convocation once, and she said, you seem nice, but You offended me. And I said, I offended you? How did I offend you? And she said, you talked about God. She said, I don't believe in any of that stuff. My parents go to church, but I just don't believe in any of that stuff. At which point she had this facial expression just full of anger and hatred. She scared me. Mm -hmm. And I asked her her name, and I asked her for a hug because she needed a hug. And um, so I told her, I said, you know, I have had problems in my life. I've lost both parents. I went through a terrible divorce. And I also remember Dr. Peters down in Dallas, Texas, telling me, Noni, you have breast cancer. And I said to this young woman, I couldn't have gotten through it without God in my life. I asked her. I said, "Do you have anything or anyone for a higher power?" She's well. I know there's a force out there. I came so close to saying, "May the force be with you," but <laughs> but, but I didn't do that because she needed compassion. Yeah. But but that was that's where people are hurting. You know, hurting people say hurting things or hurting people hurt other people. When you're hurting inside. You can be unkind and you don't even know it. And you can be miserable and you don't know why. So that's why the spiritual element is very important.
1: EPMS, extreme PMS. I'll never forget that, ever. There you go. <laughs> it's uh, emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual uh, elements of a balanced relationship. From, yes. from Mom Noni. Noni Owens is our dating and healthy relationship expert here on the show. Um, again, our website is momnoni.com. And uh, you're, you're just dying to tell me one more thing. I know it. What else you got?
0: The four elements that cause failure in a relationship.
1: Oh, okay. So th- this is the, the keys to seeing the end of the, the road? This is how you can tell if you're going to break up?
0: These are very bad. And if you've broken up with anyone, this is your checklist. And surely I'm going to touch one of them. Okay. And I've got an acronym for this one, too. All right. DWCC. Defensiveness, withdrawal, contempt, and criticism. Now, this is the acronym. Do without caca in your life.
1: (laughs) Okay, do without Without caca. caca. D-W-C-C. That's it. Okay.
0: The first one is defensiveness, denial, denying responsibility. It wasn't my fault. It was your fault. Not good. The next one, withdrawal, seclusion, get away from me. Don't touch me. That's not good. And the third one is contempt, where you roll your eyes, cross your arms. You're disgusted with this person. That is called contempt. That is arrogance. And the last one is criticism, which is judgment. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too negative. You're too this. You're too that. All of that is very destructive, and it will eventually destroy the relationship.
1: I have to admit, if uh, if my significant other was displaying those four elements in my relationship, I'd probably hit the road.
0: Well, it can slowly creep up on you, and this is where something um, is interesting because have you, have you ever heard opposites attract? Uh huh. All right, opposites attract because when you first meet someone, you are attracted to their strengths which are probably your weaknesses Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Now, that can work as long as you don't try to control the person. See, Adam, I want you to know right now, and I want all of your listeners to know, that you cannot control or change anyone. The only person you can control or change is yourself. So, again, on the website under resources with handouts, there's one called about, uh, it's, it refers to um, characteristics. Uh, there are four core styles of self-characteristics. And if anyone is interested in taking a test, it is free. The website is one, capital O, small n-e, capital I, and then s-h-y.com. Let me go over this. One-i-shy.com. And you can take this free test, and it will show you using the temperaments. And the temperaments go back to Hippocrates, 400 years before Christ. Um, And the reason I love the four temperaments is because they're simple. I know there's the DISC program out there, Myers-Briggs and all that. That's all fine, well, and good. But this one, there are four, only four. They're very basic. I have three siblings. I am a sanguine, my brother John is choleric, my sister is a melancholic, and my brother Jim is phlegmatic. This is so wonderful, and it teaches you how to get along with people, not only in a dating relationship, a, a, a lifelong relationship, but also businesses and churches and synagogues. This is wonderful, and it teaches you how to be interdependent with people. But if you take your strengths and they're overused, they become a weakness, I am a pure one hundred percent sanguine. I'm the socializer. I need fun and applause, like I bet Adam Ritz does too
1: okay during the post production of this interview, I will put some applause in right there
0: <laughs> the The strengths are um, you you're a risk taker you're inspiring you're outgoing but if and and you talk a lot now. If you overuse this, it becomes a weakness because some people may think you talk too much, too fast, and you're just sort of a lunatic. And so that can go uh, against you. So a direction for a sanguine is to work on organizational skills. I have a lovely office in Florida. It's a lovely office. But sometimes I can be so, I have so many projects going on, I get disorganized in my Lovely office just turns into this thing that looks like a hurricane hit it Mm -hmm. (laughs) with no hurricane. (laughs) And now, but that sanguine is high energy. Another high energy one is choleric, the director, and they need results. Get these chairs in order now. Do it now. And they yell and they scream and they, yeah, they're very offensive. But see, they're organized and and they don't have much patience. Their weaknesses is. They're too bossy or they're perceived as too bossy. And as a result, they don't have very many friends. Mm -hmm. So I encourage cholerics to be more sensitive to other people's needs. Um, The third one is melancholic, the thinker. They need order and perfection. Um, They have all of their clothes in their drawer methodically folded and everything is... In alphabetical order. They need perfection. Everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, their weaknesses if, can be perceived that they're, um, they can drive you crazy. Yeah. I mean, going to Disney World and having a ticket, where to park. And at Disney World, they use acronyms, E for energy, 14. I parked an E, energy, 11 through 14 years ago. Well, the melancholic in the back wanted us to write it on the ticket. See, it has to be on the ticket. I said, between the four of us, can't we remember? Yeah. I didn't have very much fun with her that day. And they're just an, a nuisance. But they're organized, and I'm not organized. So see, a sanguine is usually attracted to a melancholic. The last one is phlegmatic. The phlegmatic he relates, he, that they have harmony and teamwork. But they can be a little bit boring. My brother Jim, he owns this business, and he, get, he has a routine every day. He gets up and does the same thing over and over again. And he's wonderful. Um, but his weakness is, is he can be a little boring to people. He can be perceived as boring. But these four um, temperaments, if you understand them and you can let people be who they are and be their cheerleader, you will have a healthy relationship. Got
1: it. You said something earlier that kind of hit a chord with me. Controlling yourself. That's uh, that's great advice, and it's really, a, a, you know, until you hear somebody say that, uh, you can only control yourself. So I guess the next step of that advice would be if you find yourself in a relationship where you find that you're trying to get your partner to do, act, or say certain things that they're not, then maybe that's not the relationship you should be in because you can only control yourself. You can't control the other person.
0: That's right, but you can communicate, and that's how you communicate. And if you start out by saying, I, I feel uncomfortable or I feel unhappy as opposed to you make me angry. You make me feel uncomfortable. So you put the other person on the defensive. But when you try to control and change other people, you have something called codependency. Codependency is a disease that they finally figured out in the early 80s. And Melody Beatty, B-E-A-T-T-I-E, finally wrote a book called Codependent No More. And that opened the doors to understand this uh, terrible, intangible disease in relationships. Codependency is a disease. It's when people are not acting the way you want them to or people are not saying what you want them to. You know, let them be who they are. And then if you're uncomfortable, then say, I feel uncomfortable. But um, it, it's codependency is very, very bad.
1: How about, uh, we do a lot of work with a term called bystander behavior, um, intervening. And a lot of these relationships are what I call uh, toxic relationships. I've got toxic friends. And if you have a toxic friend, the best thing you can do for yourself is stay away from the toxic friend because you're the one that will get in trouble. A toxic relationship between a man and a woman, if you see that, if you see one of your buddies or one of your girlfriends in a toxic relationship, should you intervene? As a bystander, how should you behave? Should you say something to your friend?
0: Sometimes there can be a consequence that the friend will turn on you if you tell them. Hopefully the friend will ask, you know, I'm in this relationship, Mom Noni, what do you think? What do you see? Because perception is reality in the mind of the person who perceives it. But I must admit it that admit that I stepped into a relationship once that I felt strongly about, I was very opposed to, and I sort of hit my my hot button, and I just told this person, I love you dearly, and I see this relationship is very, very toxic, and I just poured my heart out. Fortunately for me, this person listened to me, okay. and not shortly after that, eventually the relationship was um, ended, and to this very day, he is Thankful.
1: Well, you better listen when a when a darn relationship expert tells you that. I mean, if you <laughs> if you were you know half brain dead and didn't graduate kindergarten, yeah, I wouldn't listen to you. But you're a darn tooting relationship expert, so if you ever give me that advice, I'm running the other way.
0: Okay, but you know, if you're in, to to your listeners right now, if you are in a relationship, ask your friends what they think. Ask them instead of getting into a marriage and then you're miserable and years later they tell you, well I never did like her or him in the first place well thanks for telling me you're my dear friend but the consequence of them turning on you can be really heartbreaking also
1: Great stuff from Mom Noni. She is Noni Owens. More information at momnoni.com. It's just been a pleasure to have you on the show, and we uh, will invite you back in the future if you'll come on. Thanks, Noni.
0: Thank you, Adam. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.